0: Hello and good morning everybody. This is Ayla Sophia and I wanted to take some time today to review and create a little book club from this book I just completed called Resetting Your Emotions by uh, Devi S. Pad. She is the founder of NAT, A Revolutionary Treatment for All Your Health Problems. So. I just started NAT, Namburi Pads Allergy Elimination Technique. It has been practiced by a couple of my friends over the years, and I have recently been struggling with some unknown allergies and decided to undergo treatment. Now, I also have been working in the field of emotional resilience, emotional health, and emotional healing for about eight years. And so she has a book about not only using the NAT method for allergies, but also to use the same technique for emotional clearing and release. And that really caught my attention. So I read the book in about four or five days. I've really enjoyed it. And I wanted to share it out with the world because uh, due to <laughs> the branding and I think the marketing of this book, it's not really hit the mainstream. I think like some other techniques have. And also I feel that there's a lot of integrity behind the work that she's done and who she is as a person that really backs um, the validity of a lot of her claims. And I won't share I'm not sure if I'm going to share any of the case studies, but I would say about 50% of the book is case studies of how this technique has worked, what it has helped people release. And those are really insightful as to all the different aspects of emotional release can happen. Uh, so Dr. Pad, who I'll just call Dr. Devi, because that seems to be what she goes by, um, she and enca- she came into the emotional clearing much later in her life. She actually shares the story that this book took her 10 years to write uh, simply because every time she sat down to write it, um, something would uh, crash on her computer and she'd get a certain length of the book and then something it got erased several times. She broke like five computers and she she's this sort of Indian grandma narrator voice and she goes into every detail about bringing the computer in to get fixed and and all of these things. And she realized that one of the key pieces in her publishing the book was her uh, working through one of her own emotional issues. So she shares that in the introduction, introduction, how, when she finally worked through this issue that had eluded her over time, uh, she, uh, was able to finally complete the book and publish it in 2015. So she started this technique in 1989, I believe. And I think she is retired now. Uh, she's an incredible woman born in India. Uh, she suffered from extreme health problems from the age, from early age, I think it was age three, she had a really extreme tomato allergy and massive eczema, and then that cascaded into a really a full lifetime of being allergic to almost everything. Uh, so being the industrious woman that she is, she was very deeply empowered by her mother to um, become a doctor. She became an MD, and then she also, and then she moved to LA with her husband and became a doctor of chiropractic at DC. And then she became a licensed acupuncturist and also got her PhD in acupuncture. So this is a woman who knows the breadth of the medical profession from the Western mindset to the sort of Uh, doctor of chiropractic, which is a little more in the middle slash holistic alternative version of of the Western medicine, and then also uh, traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture. Um, Not to mention that she grew up on an organic farm and um, was able to receive some training in Ayurveda through her childhood in India. So she is extremely well-rounded, and what she says very humbly in the beginning is that this technique came to her, um, none of it is new, she was simply paying attention and combined some aspects of all three of her medical trainings to create NAAT, and NAAT has some incredible studies about it. You can find that on the website, naet.com. I'm not typically one to look at journals and medical research, but I was really curious because... I have gone into healing techniques enough times to know that taking people's word for something isn't always something that works for everyone. So not to doubt other people's experiences, but sometimes what works for someone else doesn't work for me. And so I wanted to really see the statistical breakdown of how NAT has been evaluated by the scientific method, by other researchers and it's pretty solid. Uh, there are some very, very high um, ranking allergists in the in the practice of, allergies and immunology who have highly endorsed the method. There are some like six studies that they cite, some of which relate to treat successful treatment of autism, even through this allergy elimination technique. And basically the the baseline of the technique is that she views allergies in a much different way than Western medicine. She goes into the idea that you can look at the lens that an allergy is simply a cause and effect, a certain chemical or whatever it may be, whether it is, and she talks about some people are actually allergic to sunlight. You can be allergic to any single thing on the face of the earth. So she goes really deeply into talking about Western versus not versus, but Western medicine approach and Eastern medicine approach that I find super enlightening. So uh, she talks about how traditional Chinese medicine actually arose was very different and how they came to their um, conclusions about the body. They have always seen the body as a whole being and purpose of medicine is to balance the, the body. And so they evolved their medical discipline out of uh, this model, which was that they were typically paid a retainer to keep people healthy. So their work was in disease prevention from the beginning. In the early days, that's how their model has worked was that you get paid to, to keep people healthy. So they were experimenting with how energy flows. The way that system worked was that a medical practitioner would gain all of his knowledge and he would not share it. He or she would not share it until he died. And right before uh, he died on his deathbed, he would pass it on to his son. And that's how the whole traditional Chinese medicine was transmitted over thousands and thousands of years. And unfortunately, a lot was lost in that process and these weren't encoded in books. What we do know of traditional Chinese medicine is a very, very small portion of what was actually developed and so they have a, a much uh, stronger sense of the body as a whole organism. They don't view, for instance, different aspects of the brain, they don't study the different parts of the brain. They look at and what they have developed as a sense of how these energies flow together how you can use needles and different techniques to encourage the flow of energy, how you can use talk therapy at times, how you can use herbs at times, how you can use physical manipulation at times to help balance and shift these energetic meridians throughout the body. So there's a lot to offer from that perspective. And then she clearly shares in the Western world, Uh, Western medicine evolved out of experimentation on um, mostly cadavers to start so people sort of starting to take bodies apart and examine the different organs different brain parts and put uh, things together that way Uh, now western medicine has come really far in terms of scientific research she talks about the research of Candace Pert on emotions and how they are starting to understand the nervous system which has eluded is perhaps the um, system of the body and along with the hormones that has eluded scientific uh, researchers uh, for a long time. And that's because it's working with the energetics. Nerves carry electromagnetic force and they, they have started to see that the subtle energetics of emotions, uh, what a big part that actually plays in the overall picture of health. And um, they're starting to give more and more attention to not just the physical uh, body, but also the subtle body of emotions and how that is affected by hormones and how that in turn affects the, the whole physiology. So Western medicine's coming along and she does has a nice chapter too that she uh, speaks about that relationship. And, and from her text, you can feel the embodiment of both of these. She practiced Western medicine for a long time and then, you know, really developed an AT with the acupuncture framework. So what she says at the beginning of the book, this, this first line in the introduction took me, it, it, it changed my worldview incredibly. I was, um, watching Satya cook, bratwurst actually uh, for dinner after I had just read this and my whole body um, I had this like dry heaving like um, energetic purge which is sometimes what happens when I'm releasing a big thing of energy I sort of like gag and I gagged with this understanding of what she says here which is this It is your human right to eat whatever food you like to eat, to live in whatever environment you like, to wear whatever clothes or cosmetics you want, to live with whomever you prefer, and to be happy. If you are able to accomplish this, you can say that you are healthy physically, psychologically, and physiologically. If you are not able to accomplish this, you have an illness. This is her introductory statement. And she says, people without having the first-hand knowledge of NAET will be confused by the above statement. And I think that's true because I, like I mentioned with the gagging, had this huge click in my worldview that there is actually no substance on the planet that we need to be inherently allergic to. Or they just, different substances have different charges, and especially when a... physical substance has been associated with a difficult emotion that cre- can create an allergy and also there's cases where the mind what she talks about the software of the brain is actually um, a little confused and starts associating negative reactions to different foods and substances and that creates sort of this enter this allergenic pathway um, and can lead to other allergies and also that there is a genetic component of allergies so something that are Parents or ancestors were allergic to has a higher possibility for us to feel allergic to that. And NAAT can clear those genetic allergies as well as ones that arise due to, say, there's a lot of examples in this book on emotional reset about um, someone undergoing a severe trauma and then, for instance, eating blueberries and then having an incredible allergy to blueberries that they never actually put together because it happened. They ate the blueberries maybe a half hour after the event, and it didn't uh, connect in their, um, in their conscious mind, but their uh, subconscious and physiological body had, had attached the, the two events together. So there's a lot that comes up around being actually physically allergic to things that were brought up through an emotional event an example, let's say she's, uh, allergic to blueberries. You take a sample of blueberries and then you do a series of manipulations up and down the spine. I don't know enough about the theory of it. She doesn't really go into like why you do that. But, um, my sense is that you're getting the nervous system to recalibrate and understand that these blueberries are safe for the body. And as you reintroduce them this way and a safe and, um, healing environment, the body can accept them. And then she puts, she has the patient lay down and does uh, a series of like, I think like eight or nine acupuncture points with needles around the body and different meridians. This opens in different channels and different gates. Maybe it's 12. I'll have to check on that. But she does a series of acupuncture points in the body to allow the body, the different meridians to accept this substance as well. And then after that, you avoid that particular substance for 25 hours. So in this case, blueberries, you don't eat blueberries for 25 hours. And then if this treatment takes, sometimes it does not take, and I'll talk about that, but when it takes, then you can actually, you're not allergic anymore. So in Western medicine, allergies mean mostly avoidance forever. Um, And you can maybe sometimes work with your symptoms, but it's more or less an avoidance strategy. And with this, you can actually um, reclaim some of those substances after treatment, which is amazing. So with the emotional reset book, she talks a lot about how um, there's three layers of the physiology. Um, There's a physical level, there's a psychological level, and there's a cellular level. And so Sometimes an allergy passes on the physical level, but there's also an underlying emotional issue. And then she actually does the same or similar technique to clear an emotion. So you hold, instead of holding a vial of blueberries in your hand, you hold a vial that represents fear or whatever the case may be, helplessness. And you hold that and then you would kind of inoculate the body or allow the body to reaccept that emotion that it it, um, doesn't have to be quote unquote allergic to any any emotion you can do that at the more a little more subtle level with she finds that sometimes people get allergic to other people and it can create a real like sort of magnetic push away from a person and um, she sees that a lot with couples who've gone through some hard times so she eliminates the allergy of the person people to each other so that's very fascinating how all of how this works at the subtle level but I will say she goes back again and again to say this is not a psychological technique. I am viewing all of this through the lens of something being an allergy. And um, she does claim that her sense of what an allergy is may be different than some people's. But um, it's just that there's, there's like a, a reaction between one substance, the energy of one substance, and the energy of another substance. And if you really boil it down in your own understanding of the world, basically everything is energy. So she's really cracked into something and her case studies are extremely profound about how um, this has actually helps with autism because a lot of the roots of uh, certain kinds of autism are based in allergies and sensitivities, not just to foods, but uh, it's kind of in the brain wiring as I was mentioning. So I, you know, I did read, I read the autism studies that they have on their website and it's very interesting. That's not my area of, Expertise in any way, but the emotional space definitely is, and I have been working with the technique that she outlines in this book for a couple days now. I have been undergoing the N A T treatment for my actual allergies, uh, food allergies, I should say, and that has been working incredibly for me. um, Feeling each wave of myself coming into deeper physical resilience in my body as I eliminate things that I never knew or conceived that I could be allergic to. For instance, I underwent, there's a v, B vitamin inoculation. So she gives you this vial of all the different B vitamins, including some other like folic acids. And um, then you avoid the Bs. Uh, but the B vitamins have a lot to do with the nervous system. It is the vitamin that is helping your nervous system run. And I had a lot of adversity um, and wasn't really absorbing the B vitamin. So that's what she says. There can be a lack of absorption, which you can take as many B supplements as you want and your body is still not absorbing it. And I totally experienced that myself because of the shift that has happened since doing this B vitamin treatment. And I have been feeling incredible amounts of energy. My brain is like, it's like firing at all levels. I have no fatigue. Like my mind is like ready to go all day long um, and it and it feels like an incredibly profound discovery in myself that wow understanding the building blocks of nutrition is actually has strong effects on the nervous system and also the ner- and and how much the nervous system interplays with our emotional body so really profound discoveries i'm having both in the embodied sense and reading this book so that's why i wanted to share so Uh, Here's a little bit more, so I wanted to read that statement and see how you resonate with it. I'll read it again for you to absorb. It is your human right to eat whatever food you like, to eat, to live in whatever environment you like, to wear whatever clothes or cosmetics you want, to live with whomever you prefer, and be happy. If you are able to accomplish this, you can say that you are healthy physically, physiologically, and psychologically. If you are not able to accomplish this, you have an illness. So just take that in and see if that affects you like it affected me. The idea that, wow, we can actually have the possibility to live wherever we want, to eat whatever we want, and uh, I think it's pretty profound. I'll be following up with this podcast, book Club on the technique itself that she outlines in the book, Resetting Your Emotions. And she uses some meridian points that you can physically manipulate with your fingers and do some statements. And so I'm going to work with that a little bit before I try to teach it and make sure that it feels effective to me based on my experience with other emotional healing techniques and tapping and things like that. So i look for that podcast coming out probably in a few weeks to follow up with On this. Otherwise, I hope that you enjoyed my review of Resetting Your Emotions NAET, a a Revolutionary Treatment for Your Health Problems by Dr. Devi S. Namboripad.